Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the NIL show. I'm Adam Cook here with Stephen Farrag and Sean Ellenby of Campus Inc. We have a very special guest on the show today. We're excited to welcome Stephen. Who do we have on the show today? We've got Sydney Stevens from Illinois Women's Soccer. Sydney Stevens is joining us. It's going to be a great conversation around mental health. Uh, the challenges and struggles that athletes go through, how the NCAA, uh, coaches, fans, and uh, just the athletic community can help enter into this conversation in a constructive way um, to to make the experience more uh, healthy, to normalize the conversations around mental health. And uh, this is a pervasive issue across athletics at every level, not just the collegiate level. So we're really excited to, to hear from her perspective. And um, she is she's our, our inaugural athlete joining us on the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, what's new in NIL world? What's uh, there's some laws that have changed. Something's happened. NCAA is cracking down. What's good? What's not happening in NIL world, right? I mean, everything's happening. Uh, NCAA dropped some new guidelines on Monday, uh, which was interesting. It was really anticipated, I think. Last week, uh, there were some rumors that came out. Sports Illustrated was kind of dropping the news that NCAA was going to be dropping some new th- guidelines, guidances, practices, whatever it might be related to NIL. Um, and I think everybody was very interested in it. Schools just want to know, like, are we doing the right stuff? They, they, they need certain guidelines to push them in the right direction. So everybody's waiting for it. Uh, and then I don't know, Adam, you want to touch on what, what they dropped? Yeah, I think you said it best, Sean, when you, you said, you know, I think a lot of universities were hoping that there would be a lot of clear expectations and and more defined uh, roles and best practices, not only to, to give people guidance, but almost to, to help the universities save them from themselves, right? Like everybody's just barreling down this this mountain uh, to nobody knows where. And, and I think everybody's kind of looking around, hoping for some guidance. And so the, I think the main takeaway from what the NCAA published was just some more definition around uh, what different parties were classified as, and particularly they are officially classifying collectives as boosters, which is going to bring collective activity under the fold of the other booster activity that's already in NCAA legislation. And then um, they did say that they will retroactively pursue sanctions, consequences, you know, whatever you want to talk about it or whatever you want to call it. Um, against, you know, super egregious behaviors that universities have participated in. So what that means, nobody knows. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's always, always interesting in the NIL so space. So it doesn't, doesn't really affect the merch world. doesn't really affect us. No, not um, at all. But definitely affects the collectives and the boosters and all that. So the Isaiah Wong kind of incident of how that happened, here's the first, <laughs> first episode of, of, of something. 
And you know what's um, interesting? As we've been talking to schools, that that was something that they had mentioned was they were they were concerned about being retroactively uh, punished or whatever you want to call it for certain decisions they made around NIL. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. All right. What else is new in NIL world? All right. So collectives, I saw some funny memes that are like, what was the SpongeBob meme of if you're working in NIL right now, it just feels like you're running around with your head cut off as like a Simpsons meme or something. Um, hilarious. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's that's a hundred percent what it feels like. Just trying to put fires out, trying to start new things. You got, it feels like you've got 15 arms that are all doing something different. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's um, around Campus Inc. It's been really exciting the last couple of weeks. Last week, we dropped six new merchandise drops. Um, and this week, we've got six more in the pipeline. So it's it's spinning up really quickly. And um, we're learning a lot along the way, which is which is really cool. Adam, Sean, how many athletes are in your queue right now? <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, we've got upwards. We're, we're approaching the 500 number now, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I think when we talked a week ago or a couple weeks ago, we were closer to, to 400. Um, doesn't seem to be slowing down. We're doing our best to to get to everybody. But you know, the other exciting thing is, as we just talked about with a lot of the the legislation from the NCAA is we're starting to see a lot more interest from schools as well. And so that's been a really fun conversation to have of, you know, it's one thing to be able to benefit the athlete on a, on a one-to-one scale and say, Hey, we can help you as an individual. It's another thing to have that conversation, you know, from a, from a holistic perspective as a university and see how deep that reach can go into athletes all across campus. So it's been fun. Yeah, let's talk. What's Virginia Tech like that? Uh, we had some cool, cool news there in the go softball Sean. world. Sean, go for it. Yeah, so Virginia Tech, we've been working really closely with them. They've been an awesome partner so far. Um, and Keely Rochard, who was our ace in the, in the circle on their softball team, she's a first team All American. Um, she just got named ACC Pitcher of the Year for the second straight year, and just really, really awesome to work with. Uh, she's really the star of their team. Anyways, she is going to be officially the first co-branded uh, NIL athlete in Virginia Tech history. So literally today we are rolling out a jersey line for her uh, with Virginia Tech's logo on the front, her name and number on the back. Uh, and so we got to surprise her with it yesterday and she was just thrilled. It's 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 really what it's all about. I mean, you just want, you want your athletes to be excited about what they're dropping. And obviously she was really excited and to kind of be that first athlete means a lot to her too. Adam, can you explain a little difference between like co-branded, co-licensed merchandise and what, how, why that's such a big deal? Yeah. So the way that we go about doing merchandise for athletes is really in two avenues. We do the custom route, which is you know, it doesn't have any university marks on it necessarily. It's really just your individual uh, name, image, or likeness that's associated with the merchandise. But there's this other layer that you can add on to it, which is called an NIL co-license, where you can use the athlete's individual likeness in conjunction with the university marks, which is really special because it's the first time that you can profit off of something, you can create something that shows you in your university uh, apparel, in your university merchandise, your jersey, um, or like what we're doing with with Keeley is have her name on the back of a jersey uh, and be able to, to earn some money from that. So it's really special. It's really cool. And, and the other cool part know, about it, 
Go ahead, John. I was gonna. The other cool part about it is Virginia Tech was just thrilled that Keely was gonna be their first athlete as well. I think she's yeah. she's somebody that's put in a lot of time there, has been an amazing representative for their school, and so for her to be the first co-branded athlete was really special for them as well. And so to have that cohesion with the university um, and to have them be excited about it just as much as she's excited, it was really special. And and she's she's a phenomenal athlete as well. She's no slouch. You know, she's she's I think third <laughs> in all time strikeouts in <laughs> yeah. NCAA history. She's first at Virginia Tech, and yeah. she just pitched at. You know, we're recording this on a Thursday. She just pitched in the ACC championship today, and uh, they ended up winning two to one. So, yeah, it's wow. it's been a really cool experience all around. I think what's cool is as we start to work with the schools and they see the power of what you know we did at Illinois, right? And now we're rolling that out for different sports, whether it's football, soccer, baseball, softball. We're able to supply a solution that supports the whole team. So like next year, Virginia Tech, you know, we'll be able to have the entire softball team and every player will be able to sell their jersey, their jersey, anything of that nature. So it's obviously a slow rollout. It does take a little bit of time, but it's super cool. And I believe Connecticut just passed a law saying that you can have a co-licensed NIL apparel. So UConn, hopefully. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. So, you know, that news came out and I think everybody got really excited about, oh, you know, I can sell, yeah, that Jersey or Jersey. And as we, we've been in conversations with them and they're kind of untangling what a lot of that means right now. Um, I think, I think the initial excitement um, was a bit mis misguided because it, it really was intended to to be able to have them be wearing university apparel in that stuff. So, uh, hey, Sydney. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. yeah. What's going on? So, Stephen, uh, Stephen's co-owner of Campus Inc. Um, he helps run uh, everything, including the NIL stuff and the podcast. So, we're super excited to to have you here. Sydney, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Sydney Stevens. Um, I'm a first-year transfer. Uh, I went to the University of Georgia last year. I uh, spent my COVID year there and then entered the transfer portal, came here, um, have never been happier. Uh, let's see, I study early childhood education, minoring in psychology, and I would like to get my um, ESL certificate as well. So That's sweet. That's me. Sean's fiance yeah. played soccer at Illinois, right, Sean? That's right. <laughs> and that's our original that's connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My fiance, Cassidy, she was there for an uh, alumni weekend. And I think yeah. she was, uh, she, sometimes, sometimes your significant other's your best salesman. So I think she was selling Sid on Campus Inc. and, and what we had, what we had going on, right? Yeah, oh yeah, she totally was. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, let me just text Sean. And I was like, okay. And next thing you know, I'm like, Hey, Sean on DMs, whatever, and yeah. getting connected. And it was, it worked out really well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> then you got yeah. roped into a podcast on top of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know we've, we've had, you know, a lot of great conversations with you. I think our initial conversation over the phone, I, I was just really excited about what you wanted to do with merchandise and, and, um, in this new NIL space, because it really, for, for you, it was a lot more than just, Hey, I want to do some stuff around soccer. Or I want to throw, right. you know, my name on the back of a shirt. You were really passionate because you're very creative yourself. Um, but then you, you also are, are uh, really involved in, um, a, a lot of different mental health, uh, body image, uh, betterment 
um, issues and you want to kind of leverage your position here to, to elevate that conversation. So that got me really excited. And I, I'd love just to have you kind of retell that a little bit about why, why you're excited about NIL and, and kind of what you wanted to do with your merchandise. Yeah, of course. Um, NIL is awesome. First of all, I think there's a lot of different avenues that student athletes can take it. Um, and through a lot of the educational kind of things that the university has done for its student athletes. I've learned kind of as a female athlete um, who, who's a soccer player, so I'm a non-revenue sport. Kind of the most important thing for me is to build my brand um, and just kind of build up this image that I want um, to kind of promote because I am Sydney, the soccer player, that type of thing. Um, and so I'm not obviously like the big football quarterback or the big basketball player that's going to get drafted, um, and, and make millions one day, you know? Um, and so I think that this avenue for me about building who, who I am and who I want people to see me as, um, on top of the soccer player, I think is really cool. And what a lot of people don't know is, is really we just now as student athletes have the opportunity to do what normal students would have done mm -hmm. um, anyway. Yeah. What do, you, what, what do you mean by elaborate, that? Expand elaborate on that. That's, that's big. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, normal student or normal students are able to kind of promote themselves in any which way that they can and, you know, get, benefits because of that and student athletes because of the, the laws in the NCAA had not been able to do that previously but mm -hmm. now we open the door to all these things and I think it's really important that we use these platforms that we have to do the things that we were already passionate about instead of kind of like trying to add on all of these things. How do you think like okay you talk about non-revenue generating sports versus you know like making millions and getting drafted Mm -hmm. What's the overall vibe with like your teammates with NIL? Do do a lot of them take it seriously? Do some of them like brush it up and be like, well, well you know, the basketball guys are going to get their thing. Like, how how does that work when you when you associate that to non revenue generating sports? Because I think there's a lot of wisdom there. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of us, for the most part, didn't know where to start. I think that was kind of the bigger thing because we, you know, got NIL and then we were like, okay, what now? Um, and we were kind of like, are people going to come to us? Are we going to have to go, go do stuff, mm. you know, go reach out. And I think that that was kind of where it was scary for non-revenue sports. Uh, cause your face wasn't out there. You didn't think that you were going to get any like good deals because you didn't think that anybody really knew who you were or that your platform was going to provide anything for the product or whoever was trying to come to you. Gotcha. So, so what are the results of that? Are, are people reaching out to y'all? Like, do you feel like you have to go find those opportunities? How is that? Yeah. Um, I would say the older kids probably don't go out seeking for any opportunity. They're like, ah, you know, I've, I've done this. I'm about to leave. Um, but I think a lot of us freshmen, um, and be, I say freshmen cause with the transfer, I still have four years of eligibility, but you know, I think a lot of us really, it's a new landscape and I think maybe like four or five of us have really gotten into it. But other than that, um, kids are kind of just, you know, where they're at with it. If something happens, it's great. If, if not, they don't go actively seeking for it. But I will say that like the university of Illinois has so many networking opportunities that it just provides us amazing opportunities for us to like just go network and go talk to people and and just honestly get NIL deals whenever we just speak about who we are and what we're passionate about. 
So you touched a little bit on what you were passionate about, and we'll we'll make sure to to recap this at the end and remind people about your merchandise. But I know that you know we're recording this in May, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Talk to us a little bit about the the merch drop that you have have coming. Um, what you're passionate about, what it what it stands for, and yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm so excited. So working with Campus Inc. Um, it's been an incredible door opened for me. Um, I think I knew what I wanted to put out there. I think I had all of these great ideas, but I didn't know where to go from there. Um, and I talked to lots of people. I wanted to get into schools and talk to them. And that's still something that I'm really passionate about. But now I feel like I have like actual tangible merchandise through Campus Inc. to where I can look at somebody and be like, yeah, this is me. This is my brand. This is what I stand for. So it kind of gives me this little... Um, platform to kind of stand on when I do speak about what I am passionate about and that being just, you know, women's empowerment, especially in the athletic world um, and just changing the perspectives of females and how they view themselves and how the world views, views them really. And, and what I think is really cool about what Sydney's doing guys is I, I, I think on first glance, when people think about merchandise in the NIL space, they think uh, the athlete's face on the t-shirt athlete yeah. playing uh, images, action shots, their signature, and Sydney's got a whole different strategy here, and I actually love it. You know, you, you're you're building a brand away from yourself as an athlete, but you're still using your platform um, that you get with Illinois Soccer. So it's really special what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, my coach, like one of the first things that she said when we all got here was like her goal is yes to create soccer players, yes to win championships, that type of thing. But she's like, I want to create empowered women. Not everyone that's going to come through here is going to be a pro athlete. Not everyone that's going to come through here is going to, you know, be a coach at the end of the day. But I speak with women. I talk with women day in and day out. And I want to just create these empowered women that make an impact on other future generations. And I think that's kind of where I stand. Um you know, hearing that advice and, and right when NIL all came out, like, that's where I was like, okay, this is where I want to take it. And that's, that's really, life, really too. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's such a cool perspective, not only as a coach to take, but to, for, you know, for you or still early on in your collegiate career to understand, you know, there's this, this phenomenon called identity foreclosure, right? Where a lot of times athletes begin to get pigeonholed into what their identity is tied to their performance, tied to their achievements, and they start to lose a, a lot of sight around these other factors that they can identify as. You mentioned yeah. them, right? A woman, um, you know, a, a business person, uh, a creative. There's all mm -hmm. of these other identities that you can live into mm -hmm. simultaneously as an athlete. And, yeah. and being taught, uh, having demonstrated to you and then also giving you opportunities to lean into those other identities can go so far in mm -hmm. that mental health, uh, in, in that long-term success after your athletic career is over, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, coming from two parents who are teachers and coaches um, and having my biggest mentors in life probably be my coaches. I think that that was something that, you know, I was just taught that, and I, and I, you know, even as much as somebody would say, like, you know, have other things that you want to do. I, I didn't really realize that until I actually struggled really heavily with mental health, my uh, junior year of high school. Um, and I think, you know, with mental health, like, 
that's such an important thing to speak on, especially now with everything that's going on with the NCAA. Um, and I think that that's like where this is coming from within me because I've just been taught, you know, how how to have other identities and other avenues to view myself in, and as, and view myself as successful in. I think that's probably the biggest thing because I might be, you know, good at or I might be good at this, I might be good at that, but also like understanding that if I'm great at something, that doesn't mean that I'm not great at other things. And um, that's kind of where I stand with with the identity stuff. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? I just want to keep going down this this conversation. And again, this is, this is a big part of what you're passionate about. And so I think you can speak really clearly to this uh, from your personal experience. But what do you think is missing from some of the conversation around mental health as it relates to collegiate athletes? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think a lot is missing. I think we need to – there's such a stigma around mental health right now. And and it's like, you, oh, we, you know, we can't talk about it. Oh, if you're struggling, you, you, you don't really want to speak about it. Or like, oh, do we go see a therapist? Or we're kind of – like shunned a little bit in society to go see a therapist and, and all of, all of that. And, and it's like, why are we not having those conversations about what helps and what, what makes a student athlete a student athlete? Because like we said, we like to talk about the identity stuff. I think, you know, we're so ingrained to have this one identity as a student athlete. We're committed so early. We have our sights set on that one college. It's all over our social media. People know who we are in our own communities. And I think that that's like what our identities become. I just think that, you know, part of that is why we have this one track of mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I think what's missing from that conversation is how to not have that one track mind. And then also how to seek out the or I guess opportunities, yeah, to go talk to somebody if we are struggling and that struggling with mental health is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a really important message. Sydney has the trans like, so like, you know, you're a transfer, you're a transfer to U of I or Illinois and NIL broke right in the middle of it. How mm -hmm. has that shaken, helped, hurt, like the mental health of college athletes? I mean, is it putting more pressure? Is it opening up more opportunities and doors? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, I think we also kind of have to throw in COVID in that yeah. long list of <laughs> adjectives. A couple years. <laughs> yeah. Um, because transferring at the end of, of kind of COVID, beginning of like out of COVID was crazy. Then you throw NIL in there. Um, and, you know, I talked about how I committed, sorry, I committed my freshman year. So the mental health side of things, when I ultimately decided that <laughs> that was not the school that I wanted to be at anymore, when four years ago I had sat there and I had like done everything UGA, mm -hmm. um, was overwhelming probably to say the least, because you, like I said, you just have this like one track mind of like, oh, I'm a soccer player. Oh, I'm supposed to go play at UGA. Oh, I'm supposed to go do this. Oh, I'm supposed to go be successful here. And this is like who I'm supposed to be. And then it, it kind of got blown up a little bit and here I am. But I would say like transferring made me more me than I've ever been. And I've never regretted the experience that I got there because I, I did get to become me. And, and now I got to 
learn about what I was passionate about and have experiences that helps me, you know, do those things. That's awesome. Um, I, I want to kind of lean into that, that initial question some more around, mm-hmm. you know, you and I talked about this a little bit on the phone as well mm-hmm. of there's this other layer and dynamic of now NIL in place. And it can feel a lot of times as a student athlete that a little bit of your trajectory or, or whatever the end game of this NIL is, that is so impactful to you and your livelihood is being decided a little bit out of your hands. Right. So, so how do you deal with that as an athlete? How, what's the conversation like, uh, among your teammates or or among your colleagues who are other athletes on campus when you're seeing all of this stuff in the news about decisions and legislation and and what have you, like what's, what's that experience like? Yeah. Um, I think for us, like we, we actually, we talk about it a lot because, we're here under the umbrella of NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're making all these decisions about us, like you said, that we feel that we have no say in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that's why a lot of these issues are coming up now because of lawsuits and different things that have happened. Um, and it, it sometimes feels like there's a lot of people who kind of are making these decisions and our lives are kind of hanging in the balance. And then it's like, we get swayed. It's, it's like, we rock the boat. They rock the boat. Um, <laughs> all these decisions, I would say a lot. And we're all sitting in this boat. And so I think that kind of does play a, a big part in mental health. Cause a little bit of the boat gets rocked here. A little bit of the boat gets rocked here. And then all of a sudden, like we're kind of swaying back to back and forth a lot. And our, us as student athletes, we want to focus on our sport. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily want to have to focus on, oh no, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? You know, we don't want to hang in this balance of like uncertainty um, when our main focus and the thing that we're doing in college as athletes um, is is not the main focus a lot of the time. Tell us about like the resources. So you talk a little bit about like what Illinois has done for you as far as being a network. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Like, do they put on events? Are they like, are they hosting webinars where they're teaching? Tell us about what that's like. Cause I think there's a lot of schools out there that are still building out their NIL programming. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So the first thing that I, that I think comes to mind is right away, Cam, our, our NIL guy, um, and the law in Illinois that said that they couldn't really facilitate deals or anything else like that. So Cam, at the beginning of all of this NIL he just was our educator. He was our person to go talk to. Um, and he had met, met with all of the, the teams and told us, you know, X, Y, Z, this is kind of what it is. This is how we're going to deal with it. Please call text if you have any questions. So I worked really closely with Cam about education and about all these types of things that go into NIL deals, like contracts and stuff like that. Being an education student, I don't know about the business side of things. Hmm. Um, and I think that's been really, really important. But then also the university through the DIA does host a ton of networking events and just nights. We get all dressed up and we go and we, we really just chat. You know, it's a really like low stress environment for us um, where we can go talk to big companies like I think Frito Lay was here one time, and 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 stuff like that. And you just don't get that exposure hmm. anywhere else. So, so it's al- it's almost like you know the business school puts on career fair, and there's a business yeah. career services center, and they bring in Deloitte and 
KPMG and stuff. And it's like the DIA is like, Hey, like if, if companies want to come meet our athletes, like we're trying to help them out professionally as well. That's super rad. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, And the cool thing is there's so many alums that are in the Chicago area that, you know, work for big companies and they love to come down and meet the student athletes because most of the time they are student athletes. And if they're not, they look a lot to the student athlete community because of the things that being a student athlete gives us like discipline and hard work and time management skills that big businesses really like in their employees. That's awesome. Yeah. I, so that's, that's Cam Cox at the University of Illinois. And I, I agree having listened to him, you know, he's on radio shows and, oh, and yeah. stuff a lot and he's super knowledgeable. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and it's clear that, that he does a really good job of being mm-hmm. proactive. And I think it's a pretty neat model, um, of, of how it can be done well. But I want to talk a little bit more about some of that professional development you touched on, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, you're, you're an education student. It's not necessarily anything that you get in your classes, uh, right. <laughs> or, or that anybody's putting in front of you proactively. Right. So uh, maybe even just a, a little selfishly, I'm curious, how has the experience been with us and, and, you know, be honest, it's all good. Um, has it been helpful in, in learning like, Oh, this is what a contract looks like. And I, I just don't know what that experience is like for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I was definitely like newbie, fresh dip in my toe in the water um, at the beginning of this year. And I would say I've, I've come a long way. So I've made contracts now, um, signed contracts, read contracts. And I think just knowing a little bit about that, um, also knowing about taxes. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's a real thing. Never, yeah, no, I know. And now I'm like, oh, okay, well, I kind of got to think about that. I'm going to have to file you know, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the year. So yeah. uh, that's been a a crazy experience. Cause like I, you know, like you said, I'm education student. I'm not going to get that taught to me like a business student would. Um, but I do kind of get a little bit of everything, a little bit of law stuff, a little bit of contracts, a little bit of uh, lots of different things. What would you say you've learned the most over this past year? Cause I have this feeling that, um, originally when NIL first dropped and players were signing deals, they were happy to sign anything. They were going from making zero money Cameo, to literally uh, yeah. anything. Yes. Um, and now they've got a year of experience under their belt. They're going to be a little bit more savvy the second time mm-hmm. around. What do you think that you've personally learned the most from the, from the, uh, the whole process? I think I've learned how to have uh, really good reciprocal relationships with companies and things like that. I think um, – you don't get that skill necessarily in a business environment when you're in high school and things like that. I think that's one. I think two, I've had a lot of experience talking to a lot of people in the business world. Um, I think number three, um, in terms of kind of what I've learned, it's been a lot of maturing and, and kind of deciding who I want to be because we think about social media and what I'm putting out there. Um, and so I'm constantly doing like background checks and, and on these companies about, um, you know, what are they about? What's their message? Who's their owner? What is that person about? And like that sort of background information and education, I think is really important as I move forward, just to have that knowledge and have that understanding about how business relationships work, but then also, just being smart about me as a student athlete. I know the university has my back. I know that the people that I enter these, you know, contracts with have my back too. Yeah. And I think like those street smarts 
those are that's what you learn outside of the classroom but you'll hold on to those for the rest of your life right like the first time you had to figure out your taxes and the first time you're looking at contracts but like when you go down the road and you're you're doing something if it's in athletics or not you hold on Mm -hmm. to that for the rest of your life because those Mm -hmm. are those the experiences you had in college um and i I sold shirts uh, for some St. Patrick's Day events in college, and that's how I got my start in T-shirts. But I had to learn how to, you know, how to figure it out and get money and brand and, and Facebook and marketing right. and all that. So it's it's really cool to see you all doing it in your own way. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you plan to do with kind of the mental health initiatives, the merch drops? Like, um, I don't know if this is gonna publish after before you drop everything but do you want to just give listeners and and people watching uh, a a teaser on what you're doing yeah for sure so working with kim sink um i kind of actually had a dream about this like brand name that i wanted and it's mind bend but it's m v n d b v n d and so i want to create merchandise through that brand name um and just kind of with the message about we're changing our perspective. So you obviously have to change your perspective to look at the word, to understand the word, because I've, you know, used a couple of different letters, but knowing that mind bend, we're bending our minds to view the, the current things in society that we are bound to a little bit differently. And so that is, you know, um, gender and, uh, societal roles and athletes and, and things like that. And then the stigmas around that and, and just changing our minds to look a little bit differently at those, those things. So we don't, so we aren't forced, I guess, to go down this path of, of negative thinking. That's awesome. We, you know, we talked about it a little bit already, but I just, you know, I love the way that you're using, you know, your, your platform as an athlete to, to push, you know, a, a additional changes and things you're passionate mm-hmm. about. And I think that's another really cool thing about the NIL space and the athlete identity is, you know, we're so bound up, especially in this, this data age, right. About these performance mm-hmm. metrics and, you know, wins and losses. And we forget that sport has this other power that is kind of able to not just be a a measuring stick, but also that driver of, of change. And I think you're a great example of taking the things that you're passionate about and the influence and leverage you have as an athlete and combining Mm -hmm. them both together to, to push some, uh, some change forward. And I think what's really cool is like, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to see brands that are totally built by college athletes just explode. And we have never seen that before in our lives. Like if you look at our favorite, you know, whether it's Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or Lulu or Aloe, like they were, they they were started by athletes, but not necessarily in the collegiate space. Um, This is going to be really, really cool to watch, you know, you and hopefully other athletes build brands that aren't necessarily your face plastered on a shirt, but something that can last forever. Um, and who knows where this goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. And I think the other cool thing about it is like, because we're the student athlete currently, the stories behind how the companies are getting started is going to be really cool. Cause sometimes you don't always know like how Nike got started or how this got started. But I think having that student athlete as like the face of that company and what they stand for and what they're about is really going to be a really special thing moving. And I love your idea. You're putting actual special messages on the sleeve of each 
uh, product you drop, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I am. That's like my favorite part. Um, I had this idea because I've seen a lot of, um, like graphics on the outsides of sleeves before for everybody else to see. But my kind of brand is more for the individual person and more for how they think about um, themselves. So say it's body image issues, right? Um, and and say they, they really just have this negative mindset about body image. And it's, okay, let's say it's a female athlete, okay? Um, sometimes we get frustrated because we're like lifting all the time and females – in mainstream media aren't supposed to be these really muscular people. And so it, it does get hard to be like, oh, I'm putting on this muscle. And knowing that it, it's going to help you with your sport is one thing, but also then going to put on your favorite outfit is another. And um, it, it does get hard. So for me, I want these messages on the insides of sleeves so that in your daily lives, when you're going to grab a, a water bottle or just grab something, you see that little reminder, that little thing on your sweatshirt, you read it, you know, um, to kind of take a step back, look at the world a little bit differently, change your mind, kind of reset and move on. And they're upside down. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. when you lift your sleeve, you're reading it right side up for you mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. Correct. It's really special. That's really cool. That'll be really yeah. exciting. And this is dropping yeah. when, when is this, this is going to be dropping in the next week. Next, Pretty soon. Yeah. Next, next yeah, week. Uh, yeah. Next week is where we're recording is the plan. Um, if mm -hmm. all goes, if all goes according to plan. So and, yeah, and really exciting. This will be one of the first brands that is started by uh, a college athlete through Campus Inc. We've we've done quite a bit, but like this one, we're really really excited and and we're just thrilled that we could be a part of it. So thank you. I'm beyond excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully campus picks it up, and hopefully athletes around the country pick it up, and you know can go and get it. Um, it's for anyone, right? Which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, no, it totally is. It has these messages behind it. But I think the one thing that I really want to make sure is that it's like unisex and that it's just totally universal for, you know, the average person, but then also the athlete. And I'm really excited this month because it is the first drop. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And with everything going on with the NCAA and, and recently with a lot of mental health stuff, I think it's going to be a really, a really cool thing. Yeah. And I, I just, I just, I think this is really important. I just want to hear straight from you. Um, if you were speaking directly to an athlete who is struggling with mental health, what, what would mm -hmm. your message be? Yeah. So this is, this is, this is kind of interesting because I answer it in a couple different ways. Um, one, what I would want to hear because yeah, I've been there. Um, and then two, I also kind of know a little bit of like the psychology background behind how we deal with our emotions. And so to me, sometimes it's hard because that, that student athlete doesn't want to hear, oh, it's all going to be good. It's all going to be fine. You know, we're going to get through it. Um, cause that, it does sugarcoat it a little bit. So I think, you know, as honest as we possibly can be, we learn through COVID to have honest conversations. And I think that that is really what we need to be having about mental health um, and, and about the fact that we're struggling to be able to move past them. And, and I say mental health because there's been times where I don't want to feel better and I don't want to get out of the mindset that I'm in. And so I think what I would say to myself is like, just zoom out for two seconds, you know, just take where you are. And I kind of do this like mind exercise where I'm like, okay, I'm in Champaign, Illinois. I'm in Illinois. I'm in 
the Midwest, I'm in here, I'm in here. And there's so many other factors working for me that are so much bigger than I am. And I think that that's really important to know um, because we get so focused in on, on so many things that we're doing in our day-to-day lives that it's really hard to zoom out. Awesome. Well, Sydney, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the NIL show. Uh, as a reminder, uh, Sydney Stevens, University of Illinois women's soccer player. Mindbend is the brand. You can find it uh, next week, end of May. Um, really, really cool initiative. Um, we, we can't wait to drop it, see what comes uh, down the road for you and not, not just on the field, but off the field with all the stuff you're doing as well. So thank you so much for joining yeah. us. It's been a wonderful conversation um, and we're, we're really glad to be working with you. No, thank you guys. This has been awesome. And I'm so excited to drop this, to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit, to get these conversations going about mental health. And I feel like there's so much left unsaid that we need to, to get out there. So a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, this has been episode three of the NIL show by Campus Inc. I'm Adam Cook with Stephen Farrig and Sean Ellenby joined today by Sydney Stevens. We'll see you next time. Hey everyone, Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear or company merchandise, we're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.